1: With me, and I'm so happy to have you here, Tom. Thanks for having me. Dorian. Thanks for having me. You know what? Whenever I hear your name, it's like so dramatic, and I wish we had a (laughs) drum roll, please. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, so we had a drum roll. We're going to hear the drum roll several times uh, in our... our, 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 We're going to hear other noises as things fall... Pick our guest up. She just fell out of the chair. We're supposed to stop serving these non-alcoholic beverages. That was a joke. Um, so here we are, and you know what, Tom? We have a cool show today.
0: They're all cool, but you're I know right. they are. Today but this one's very cool. this
1: one's like it's out of the ordinary. It's different. It's, it's not different. what we normally do. Yeah. We our guest is Becky Watson, and um, I would go through all these letters at the end of her name, but I don't know what they mean. MBA, I know what that is, but the other ones I don't. But Becky Watson is a board-certified music therapist. I guess that's the MTBC thing. Yeah. Uh, and she's the founder and owner of Music for Wellness from, from Norfolk, Virginia, uh, and a retired Navy captain. Thanks Thank for Thank you your for service. your service. 25 yes, sir. years.
2: 25 years. That, yes, is, that is awesome. True.
1: That is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I know that uh, the men and women of the military do so much for us. And sometimes we take that for granted. And we
0: do. I think you're
1: right. Here at the Catholic Cafe, we're very appreciative of your service. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, well welcome by the way, I'm so glad you're here
2: Thank you so much Deacon Jeff and Tom, I'm so glad to be here
1: I know, you know what's so neat, we're just briefly, uh, you know, Becky had reached out to me Sending an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com And uh, she just was like, love the show and whatever, coming through town What do you think the odds are? And I said, the odds are really good, you talk to the right guy So we, we have you on the show because you've got a really neat program This music for wellness thing that we're going to talk about but I guess before we even start all of that, I want to kind of get maybe a bigger picture thing. And let's, Becky, let's talk about scripture and and, um, uh, and and God's revelation and just where music, how often music shows up in scripture. We don't stop and think about that, do we?
2: We don't. And music is such a powerful, powerful way to communicate. In the Bible, specifically in scripture, it is throughout the entire Bible. And I would say the biggest thing for me was God said. Make a joyful noise. Yes, mm. he didn't say sing in tune, <laughs> sing the right note. He said make a joyful noise, and you know, in the Lenten season, for example, we have there. You know, during the the Last Supper, right? Jesus is about ready to get crucified. He knows that's coming in the near future. He takes his twelve apostles after the Last Supper. They are walking up to the Mount of Olives, and they are singing. Mm.
1: Yeah, see that, and that's something that I, I didn't even pay attention to. Tom, no, did you? Because, no. and that's only in the Gospel of Mark. Mark. So it's, that's why it's so neat to have the Synoptic Gospels, and we have these different sort of, uh, you know, evangelists standing on different street corners, looking at the same event, you know, at the center of the intersection there, and give us a few extra little details. And Mark tells us that they're singing on the way uh, as uh, heading to the Mount of Olives, and that's kind of cool. That the, hey, guys, let's ha- let's have a dinner, you know, Last Supper. Uh, let's sing. You know, and of course, uh, there's singing. That's part of the actual Passover meal, uh, as well. And so that's kind of so this idea of singing, and so often uh, we worship. Um, you know, all through the Psalms, well, the Psalms themselves.
2: Psalms themselves. King um, King David wrote the Psalms, and a lot of the Psalms are for praise and thanksgiving. Right, that's a big one in the Psalms.
1: They're really lyrical, and they're really—I mean, essentially—they're songs. Now we don't know what they sounded like. But we know that they're songs, and, and they refer to themselves as songs, very poetic, but really lyrical, very and how beautiful. And so we praise God in in song in that way, uh, certainly. And then there's other examples um, uh, in the Bible as well.
2: Yes, and one that really speaks to me is when King David would go see Samuel mm. and play his lyre, right. his lute, his stringed instrument, because the king had... Uh, had demons had thoughts in his head we may think today he may have had schizophrenia right but, but he would call on david come play his harp, play come play your harp for so, me soothe the savage soothing, beast as it were yes exactly he would it was wasn't healing but it was bringing more comfort to the king and he did that several times and that's in the bible in one samuel throughout one samuel talks about how king david was called to uh go sue the the king at the time, king Saul, about how to use the lyre, the, the music to help relieve him from all those demons, all those...
1: All that those. Is, That is really neat. Yeah. I, again, I never saw it from mm-hmm. that, that sort of, we'll say medicinal or yes. therapeutic uh, point of view, uh, but it's kind of neat to mm-hmm. think that because also in scriptures, there's all kinds of examples. It's loaded with with music, right? With with praise. Um, I, I, our show, Anaphaneo, that we did. Oh, yeah. Right? That, that word, Anaphaneo, uh, literally means... The, the, the sound that the, um, the the melodic sounds of the Levitical priests uh, that they would make and sing and praise as the Ark of the Covenant would go by right. you know, talking about David mm-hmm. again. Right. but um, And so we see this opportunity for praise uh, in music so often. And of course in modern liturgy, modern worship in all right. of our churches, um, we see music as such an integral part. Right. Because it makes us feel good we and did. because it praises God and
2: Well, music reaches the entire parts of the brain, and also because of the associations it brings to memories. It's the emotions. That's probably the most powerful things about music. Think about parts of the Mass that use music. The great amen. Right. That's a great one. The opening song, that's a gathering praise. That's bringing people together during communion. The Lamb of God. Right. It it is all those, the Lord's Prayer, if you do that in song or if you, right. you chant it or if you say it. But music is rhythm, is tempo, it's dynamics. And you can alter all that through on the moment through the mass. Mm-hmm. So how many times have we gone to Mass and you prefer a certain type of music? Right. May have glory and praise type music more mm-hmm. contemporary. Or you can go back to Gregorian chant. Right which is what the most. Music has always
1: been part of our liturgy. I, and it's, it, it, you said something that just sort of triggered something for me. Uh, triggered in a good way, I guess. And that's a bad word. We can't even use that anymore because of social media. We're triggering. But it just... Seriously? It helped me... I know. It helped me to, oh, to think of something you were talking about to, um, that, that uses all parts of the brain. And I, and it, it, it made, gave me this image of when... Uh, we had the, I say recent, but the translation of the new translation of the Roman Missal, and they changed a lot of the words that we say in Mass. The Gloria, for instance, right? And and when they changed that, so you have a lot of people that are kind of reading it and trying to learn it and trying to whatever. But I can do the Gloria. I could do the Gloria perfectly after I'd heard it a few times as a song. And so remembering things, it's amazing how you can remember lyrics. Because right. they're to a, to a beat to a, right. uh, they're musical a tempo, and, and you start to realize, and I would imagine then then you could start to think that it really has a, uh, it, it goes to our core of who we are as human beings, and that that this is all part of God's plan in terms of ministering to our entire body, not just you know, not just the heart or just the eyes right. or just the ears, uh, all of, all of our senses. All right? our
2: sen- yes, all our senses, so we can hear music, we can feel. Music. Yeah. Um, sorry. I could do a drum roll. Oh again. yeah, we drum need as drum drum A dramatic drum statement. Drum you just hear <laughs> it. But with a drum specifically, and there are drums for dancing uh, in in many throughout the entire you know captivity or whenever we had humans. Right was drums were for dancing, but for the vibrations. Yeah. And for healing. A lot of times they would play drums for the vibration, so it would make, make them their heart feel better or right. their back feel better. Or we have these things called drum massages. Yeah. It's just basically making your body Do feel Do
1: you remember better. like when we were kids, um, I used to know about, I, I don't know if it's an old wives' tale or something, but uh, if you put like one of those old wind-up alarm clock, you know, the TikTok clocks with a baby, uh, you, you put them in the, in the bed with the baby, and that's just that constant. K- 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 well, it kind of reminded them of the heartbeat, hmm. you know, when they were in the womb. It's just kind of the steady beat. I, right. That kind of stuff is neat to know about. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And also, they call that entrainment, where you can alter our body alters to the beat that it hears. Sometimes with drumming, especially, uh, if you all play in a certain beat. It's it's a law of physics that you're all going to get in You're all going to be synchronized together. See
1: that stuff is neat. I've never thought about all this stuff. I'm glad we have the expert here, so yes. she can tell us what it's called. But yeah. how many times have we been like in a in a in a chapel in a prayer room, and then like the slowest guy on the planet who's doing the the Hail Mary, Hail Mary. Full of grace. We all have to go there, right? We all have to do that. You know, Uh, that's just kind of neat to know. Well, that's called entrainment. Entrainment. So, (laughs) so so now I know that
2: as a group. Until until there's, um, everybody gets together on the same rhythm, so to speak, in that prayer and that rosary. It's kind of dissonant. It doesn't feel right. But then over time, the law of physics, everybody will just get together, and that's the power of music. I didn't say a word. It's just the rhythm. And also language, speaking is, language is also rhythm. We speak in a different tempo or language. If I want to reinforce something very important, I'm going to slow down and be very thoughtful, maybe a little more space before I talk again. Hmm. So our rhythm of language is also, I don't say musical, but it's the rhythm
1: of it. Right. So we see a connection. And again, this this is the stuff I love because... A lot of times we can be um, – human beings can be so one-dimensional. We can, we can strive for the one dimension. We can mm-hmm. say, well, this – we compartmentalize. Well, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm, I like to listen to. This is um, what is what I think. Or, and then we do that with our, our faith. We, we, we compartmentalize and separate things. And in, in reality, in nature itself, and really – so God's language uh, and, and how – natural law and how things work and how we respond – that are even above and beyond our ability to stop certain things, like that, that, that entrainment thing and all that stuff. It, this is all meant to be like cohesive together, right. and there's a.
2: Music is a universal language. You don't need any type of. Do you speak Spanish, English, German? Doesn't matter. We all speak. Everybody can do a drum roll.
1: Yeah, drum roll, please. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Everybody can do that. And they look at my face, they look how I play my, fin- my fingers are moving, and everybody can do that. And also it's the um, emotional expression. I would say the other thing about music, especially in a liturgical sense or a spiritual sense, is music is a way of expressing ourselves without mm. words. Uh, it could be a very sad hymn. It can really resonate with somebody. Or just the opposite. A very right. upbeat, praise-type song to, to pick up somebody's emotion. So even though somebody may be able to express how they're feeling, the music can help express that without words
1: well so the next question the next thing the next place we're going to go is i bet you there's something we can do with this yes knowing there all this stuff i bet you there's something we can do with it and so we're talking to uh becky J Watson. oh yeah go ahead drum roll drum please roll. We, yes becky J watson uh and becky mm. is uh is uh got this program called music for wellness we're going to talk about that when we come back um, and before we do that I want to remind folks at home we've got a great website thecatholiccafe.com also I would love to hear from you just like Becky reached out to me and emailed maybe you could be on the show one day reach out to me let me know uh, what you're doing what you're thinking and my uh, my email address is deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com with that we'll be right back
0: I'm Bess Zemski, and this is another great moment in church history Many non-Catholics who visit a Catholic church to attend a funeral or wedding are curious about some of the gestures made by the faithful during worship, including crossing themselves and genuflecting. One of the distinctive marks of the Catholic and Orthodox Christians is the practice of making the sign of the cross. This gesture, which often begins and ends prayers, is made by tracing a cross on the body by touching the forehead, lower chest, and both shoulders while saying, In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Thus, each Catholic prayer begins and ends by invoking the Most Blessed Trinity and reminds the faithful that they are indelibly marked with the cross of the crucified Christ. This sign also makes each spoken prayer liturgical in that the whole body is used in the act of worship. Making the sign of the cross is one of the most ancient Christian gestures which is well known and referenced by early church fathers. Writing in the second century, Tertullian explains that in all our travels and movements, in bathing, working, and eating, Christians must mark their foreheads with the sign of the cross. Another early church father, St. Cyril of Jerusalem, exhorts the faithful that they should not be ashamed of Christ crucified, and the cross should be our seal made with our fingers on our brow in the various events of our day-to-day life. Genuflecting, or the act of kneeling on one or two knees and then rising again, is an ancient act showing respect and devotion to royalty or any superior and recognition of that person's authority. Since the Middle Ages, the faithful have genuflected in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament and recognition of the reality that hidden in the tabernacle, under the guise of bread, is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. Customarily, Catholics genuflect both when entering the presence of the Blessed Sacrament and upon leaving its presence. In the Eastern Christian churches, usually this respect is shown by a profound bow rather than by kneeling. Both the sign of the cross and genuflection are liturgical acts of prayer and worship reminding the faithful that they are indelibly marked with the sign of the cross and that the true King of the Universe, deserving of worship, lies hidden in the tabernacle of every Catholic Church. I'm Bess and this is another great moment in Church History. Welcome back to the
1: Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff, and we're back at the luxurious corner booth at the Catholic Cafe. I am Deacon Jeff. Drum roll, please. Yeah, we have the drum roll, and we've got Tom Dorian sitting here, and the the person giving That's us great. the drum roll. What is that thing called, Becky?
2: This is called a sound shape yeah, drum. Put it in
1: front of the mic and, and it's a thump sound. It. No, the other way. Put it on the side where you are. There. And it's like it looks like a little.
2: It's a rectangular plate. How? Yeah, it looks, like an, cafe. it looks like an
1: yeah. a, a Amazon Kindle, except you beat on it like a little drum.
2: Yes, and the reason why it's called Sound Shape is they had different sounds and also different shapes. So I have oh. a triangle one, I have a circle one.
1: You are so lucky. You have Did all you those.
2: bring them? I, I was on an airplane, so oh, yeah. I, I was very... Well, wrong. we're happy to have the rectangular yes, shape, we and
1: we're happy to have you, Becky Watson, who is uh, a board-certified music therapist, which... I don't know. I don't. I wasn't thinking about that as a career for myself. Tom, did you? You were no. You, you were just trying to make sure your helmet fit on yeah. your head.
2: Make sure it didn't fit on <laughs> sideways. She's also
1: the founder and owner of Music for Wellness from Norfolk, Virginia. So um, let's, you know, Becky, let's continue. So we've been talking about essentially the elements of music therapy, but kind of seeing things from a spiritual point of view, where where God ministers to our entire body and 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 the things that can happen to our bodies, to our hearts, to our minds, uh, really to our spirit in w- through music and through harmony and maybe some negative things that might happen in like dissonance and bad things, but really just that that our, you know, our we, we we love to hear beautiful music. We love harmony. We love peace. We love the things that make us feel better and music can say play such a huge role in that. And so I guess we could consider that a therapy.
2: Yes, and let me. I would like to share what is music therapy Because yeah. I discovered it by accident, quite frankly um, So what music therapy is Is using music to reach goals or outcomes that are not musical So I don't teach how to play an instrument Nor do I perform for somebody
1: Unless there's a drum roll involved, Exactly, there's right? <laughs> a drum roll and,
2: and Tom can play my drum anytime oh, well, he wants awesome. to do. That's good So, but a music therapist is trained to use music with a a client or a person to reach goals that are not musical. So for example, um, I use it with people living with dementia to help them be engaged and also to help them enjoy life because music is a gift. But music therapy is an allied health profession that was discovered or recovered, I guess, or we learned about it back in the 1940s and through the military, Mm. actually. Back in the 1940s, after World War II, the veterans are coming down, coming back from war in uh, Kansas. They were the VA Medical Center. And nurses would sing to them. And they realized singing to them made them, their pain better. It would make their pain kind wow. of go away. So they're like, wow, there's something to this. So they started a profession called music therapy. It's a four-year college degree. Includes music. Lots, you have to be a musician first. Lots of medical classes. Lots of psychology classes. So, once you get done with the music therapy part of the degree, is it an internship and then a board certification exam? So, it's not something you do overnight.
1: No, so it's, I, a, it's a process. It's a, it's a process. We got that, but it's, but it sounds like it's pretty profound and deep, and you're putting fancy words and names to things that we didn't know. But yes. maybe it's, but there's some common sense stuff, right? There's nature going on there. Right. That's kind of cool.
2: We are all musical. Our, our, I call it our bodies are musical. We're yeah. wired for rhythm. We have circadian rhythm. We have the way we sleep. We have our brain waves. We have our pulse. We have our heartbeat. And those can be altered through through music.
1: So, you know, you, you, you've talked about, we've talked about now maybe this idea of music as therapy and how uh, certainly the military recognized yeah, the, it. So, you know, the government knows yeah. now. <laughs> and, and so, and it, and it plays out in your life in this music for what, wellness. What is music for wellness? What is that business or so, group? So,
2: music for wellness, I'm a private practice music therapist that goes to communities that have a uh, retirement communities that have memory care communities okay. people living with dementia also there's a sense of living and independent living but I have found that music helps bring a meaningful activity a purposeful activity for people living with dementia mm. what what is dementia yeah so we let's talk about that for a second cause I know
1: we, we we that's another word that people will pick up on and go dementia and, and it's a it's we see it more and more often uh, it's 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 it seems like it's so common. I don't know if it's any more common than it used to be. I don't know any of that history. But a lot of people don't even fully understand. They think that if you know, grandpa or grandma can't remember things quite as well, is that dementia, is it not dementia? And what actually happens in, in dementia and why some people have this real rapid decline. decline and then why some seem to go on for years and you know, I, I just I, not maybe we should talk about what dementia is. So
2: dementia is basically brain failure. Our brains are dying. Um, and there's four truths about dementia. So we basically, it's a chemical and a structural part of our brains are malfunctioning. So the four truths are the two parts of our brains are dying. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a disease that is a series of symptoms of, of the brain declining. So people always ask me, if I have Alzheimer's, is that dementia? Mm-hmm. Dementia, think of as a big umbrella term. Is a series of symptoms, right. a, a set of symptoms. Alzheimer is one type of dementia. Mm. Oh, okay. uh, Parkinson's is a part of dementia. Mm. Um, Louis body is a part of dementia. Dementia is just a big umbrella term. This is a generic All term. Right. Okay. So our brains are dying. Um, it's chronic, which means it gets worse over time. It's progressive, right. means there's no, and it's also it's terminal. But life on Earth is terminal. Mm-hmm. So. That's what dementia is. But through the course of dementia, we have found out there are some very unique gifts a person has with dementia. The gifts could be music is one thing that really relates to people with dementia. But the other gift that I find with my my clients is prayer is so comforting. Mm. Even though someone with dementia may not remember their name or remember their loved one's name, they can still recite... The our father those memorized prayers or those memorized psalms or songs that they did as a child so whatever was comfortable for them or where they were where they grew up with that their brains are dying which means what they learned last is a first they're gonna forget they're gonna lose the memory they mm-hmm. last learned so as uh, over the time of dementia maybe they've had it for 20 years where they're now, maybe the brains are age three now or five. The song um, Jesus loves me may be the song it's that It's a connection. It's a connection. Yeah. Or you may say the the Mark you know the archangel or one of the Ar- prayers they did as the Guardian Angel prayer right. they may have done as a child. They'll go right or, or rosary beads.
1: So we did a show recently uh, on um, a a lady that I had experience with what she was she pretty much was had vacated yeah. mentally our presence, you know, yeah. and and when I, her husband was asking me to pray uh, with him and with her, she started doing those prayers, and that were the Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be, and she knew them, uh, and so it's like, so, and we talked about that from the perspective of, you know, really it's the Holy Spirit sort of our body praying for us when it when it needed to, and so all this connectivity is, is really neat, and I will tell you one other thing. Um, an experience I had, we, my wife and I uh, did a 24th wedding anniversary, and we were thinking like, what do you do for 24, you know, and uh, and w- we looked it up, and it was the, it was a year to celebrate music, right, it was the 24th year, it was music year, so I, we decided to go to, to Nashville, not far from Memphis, so we went and hung out in Nashville, <clears throat> and I looked to see who was in concert, you know, because we weren't real big country fans, I like country music pretty much, well, Glenn Campbell was playing. And so we went and saw Glenn Campbell, and it turned out, and we, I didn't even realize this, it was sort of his farewell, um, uh, not the concert, but the farewell uh, tour. And uh, I was amazed at how you could, because t- he was suffering from dementia, and yes, it was, was. all You're those right. things, chronic, progressive, you know, and, uh, but when he sang, it is, and, and his fingers, when he, he could play like a virtuoso still, and those things were all just like there, And present, but you could tell in the conversation in between songs, right? There'd be just a little bit of disconnect. So there was a bittersweet thing, but it was a beautiful experience. And it just, but it also helped me to see the power of music, right, in dementia. So, how can people be helped when they have dementia with music therapy?
2: With music, what you can do is, as a loved one, (laughs) the best thing you can do is get to know your, your, if it's your mother, your father, your, your spouse, or an aunt, uncle, some of that you're caring with. Get to know them very well and start writing all that information down. Because over time, dementia can take years, you know, two years to 20 years. Okay, So write the information down so they have that as a record, especially the songs they like. Hmm. Because over time, they're going to forget that they won't be able to verbally express it, but they'll be able to recognize it Mm -hmm. when you play it. Other thing is recognize the gifts that are with the music. And being with them, being present with them is probably the best thing you can do. But I would say one thing about dementia is even though your brains are dying, like you said earlier in that earlier episode, it's our body still responds yep. to music. And you don't know what that person with dementia is really picking up on. They're not able to express it. So I, I have a feeling that you're still reaching them cognitively and maybe through the Holy Spirit. They have a, I think they have a direct connection to God.
1: So, Becky, thank you so much for spending time with us here. Becky, Music for Wellness. Now, we can find Becky on the web at uh, musicforwellness.net, and the four is the number four. Correct. Becky, thank you so much. You're going to help so many people and just really maybe add a dimension to what they experience. Oh, yes, and there's the drum roll to say the show is over. Thank you so much, (laughs) Becky. You know what? And we're going to close with a prayer that all of us should know, and maybe one day our bodies will pray for us, and we're blessed in that way. Mm